1: It's Enrico Palazzo! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How about that? You shouldn't and pulled. In the forefront, they have faith in you. You shouldn't and pulled. It's time for another edition of the Hey! It's Enrico Blazo Baseball Podcast, Episode 41. Today, we have a very special guest from Pitcher List, Lookout Landing, and so much more. It's the one and only Mikey Ajetto. He's here to talk about fantasy baseball, pitching, the Mariners, and a host of other wonderful topics related to life. Take it away, boys! Welcome to the Hey, it's Rico Palazzo Fantasy Baseball Podcast. You are listening live and uncensored. I am Michael Gobier. Uh, Christopher is off this week. He's busy. He's a busy boy. He's got a lot going on. He's got a life. He's got a wife. And he's got... No, that would've been cheesy. I was gonna say he had a knife. That's so lame. I I don't want to start the show with a lame rhyme like that. I'm sorry. Let's start up. Hey, it's a Rico Plazo Baseball Fantasy Baseball Podcast. I'm Michael Govier. Check us out, Plazo Podcast, down on Twitter and email the show, Plazo Podcast, ProTimeMail dot com. We have a guest today. Since Christopher is unavailable, the one and only Mikey, Mikey Ageno is here. How's it going, buddy?
0: It's going good. How are you, man?
1: I'm. I'm doing pretty well. I'm excited that we're gonna talk a little shop here and Me too. forward to for, it for a while. So. I want to tell, you know, people most people know who you are, but uh, you know, tell people where they can find you and just introduce yourself. <laughs> I don't know about that, but uh you can
0: find me, you can find my work at Lookout Landing. You can uh you can find my podcast at Never Sunny in Seattle on Spotify and a lot oh, of whoa, 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 podcasts. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's it's just mariners. We're not we're not we're not competitors.
1: Uh hey, you have a no, you but I didn't even know oh, this. did
0: you not I know I had a that? podcast?
1: No, I didn't. I mean, yeah. come on. I'm yeah. gonna add
0: that right now. What's it called? Never sunny in Seattle. Oh, I like. Yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. We have a we have a super sick logo done by Zach Ennis. Uh, he's a he's a graphics guy at at He Does some amazing stuff. Um, you know, on the side on his own too. Um, and then also I'm a writer at Pitcherlist. Um, and a fellow counselor in training. So, um, yeah, you can find my you can find my Twitter at uh, disthymikey. Which good luck. Good luck finding that. <laughs> Just type my name into Twitter and and uh, you can see me. What's my what's my avatar right now? Me going like this. So eh, what is the, yeah.
1: what's the origination of that handle? Does it mean anything particular?
0: Yeah. So um, <clears throat> one of my my diagnoses is um, it's kind of unofficial, um, but it's dysphoria, which is essentially uh, chronic, mild, like persistent depression, um, and so it's like it's like baby depression uh so i was like okay desimia um or desimic and then mikey and i just smashed them together and no one understands the reference uh and no one can pronounce it people think it's like dis like dis is thy mikey or something like that yeah. um but i'm I'm gonna change it at some point because I'm <laughs> no, <laughs> there's no. i don't know it's it's a uh, lore now it's got to
1: stay. If I think of anything that's better, I'll change it. But for now, I'm just like, oh, whatever. I don't care. Enough. You know, what's funny is my best guess was it was something to do with Dynasty. And that was doesn't really just because there's think,
0: a couple letters in there. I think, I think people have thought that as well. So uh, no one has guessed it thus far. Uh, I
1: thought maybe you were drunk and a Dynasty. Might be, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah,
0: so we'll, we'll go with that.
1: <laughs> uh, by the way, I just follow the pod. This is great. Yeah, I'm looking at Thank the logo you. right now. It's hey, never... Yeah. Sunny in Seattle. Isn't Follow them. Yeah, the I love it. Yeah. I, I'm going to check this out. I am I feel bad almost, but you know, you can't know everything. Know. There's yeah. so much information out there. I mean, let me ask yeah. you this, because you're out there. You've been in the game. How long have you been in the game, Mike?
0: Ooh, early or late 2018, sounds right. Okay. Um, I've been writing since 2014. Um, oh. But it was... I was doing it for like four years, just every once in a while, when I felt inspired, I would write on my blog, which was um, sounding off blog with with one of my friends. And then it was just kind of frustrating because like, if I got seven views, and some of them would be bots, I'd be really excited. Um, so you know, I, I felt like to an extent, it was quality work. Um, but it was it was really hard to get off the ground. And then once I wrote up picture list, um you know my my follower account has quadrupled probably so I bet.
1: yeah yeah pitcher nick between... i'm
0: forever grateful <laughs> to nick for giving me the the chance pictures list i'm an idiot i mistyped it hey on, uh... people have done it on 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 applications all the time people will call it pitchers list uh pitcher lists um so pitcher don't, list. Singular. don't feel bad. yeah i there are some people that we've we've hired that that did it and, and nick pokes fun at them all the time so
1: is Nick as nice a guy as he seems uh, in public? Is it true? He, he, he is nicer. Really? He's nicer. Wow. Nick is Nick is Nick is the best.
0: I I can't speak highly enough about um just all of our people. You know, like I I love our our community. The culture that we've cultivated at at Pitcherless is. I don't even necessarily want to say we. I think Nick would push back on this, but the the culture that that Nick. And Alex Fass have cultivated is incredible.
1: I agree. I think uh they're you guys are doing wonderful, uh really progressive things to move the community forward in a better way from being just uh endless sea of white yeah. men like <laughs> I guess I'm a white man, I am my skin's yeah, white. We're trying. I'm we're Jewish, trying. though. So I like to go in the Jewish hole. Like, you know, that's my, <laughs> I just want to that's my safe spot. Yeah, can, no, yeah you know, for sure. To avoid the complete white maleness, but I am a white male and I'll never yeah. think, I'll have to accept that and move forward. But I, I do agree. think uh knowing what I know now, and what I've learned, you know, I've been doing this for a little bit over this entire year and I really respect what you do. And that's why I want to have Mikey on. I think he's a I think he's very honest, too. And so when he says and I ask him, you know, is Nick who he says he is? I know Michael tells the truth. So and that's something I uh, come to appreciate because you don't always get that from everybody. And. Another question I had, yeah. though, and this is the last one I'll ask about this business, this fantasy That's baseball world, yeah. is um, it seems like, I mean, Pitcher List is good to go. They're fine. But there's a lot of content right now. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's really difficult to kind of find your spot and kind of stand out. I mean, with COVID going on, more and more people now have podcasts and people are. You know, we even started our Rota Fanatic. We try to get in the game now, too. So it's just like that has been an incredible learning experience for me. And it's really challenging to try to find your spot in this world with so many incredibly talented people talking about fantasy baseball from all types of angles. Mm-hmm. So I just you see it the same way like it. I mean, you guys, you're at pitch list where you're established, but even trying to do the other things you're doing, and you're finding a niche with which is going to be there for Seattle Mariner talk. Because I know like a guy. A friend of mine, Roger Castillo, does Tiger Talk, and uh, the Tigers are always going to be of interest to people in Detroit. So that's the place where you can feel kind of confident. But trying to go like broad overall is more difficult, I feel like.
0: Yeah. So I think the most important thing is that you're offering something that other people can't give. And so sometimes that's just a really unique writing style. Sometimes that's a unique perspective. But unless you're already at a really established website, um, or surrounded by people that are established, like there's no reason why people are going to go out of their way to, to seek out your work. Um, and that's what I struggled with. And so I'm lucky enough to like my, I don't even know how many podcast or, um, views or listens our podcast gets. Like it's probably around 50. So it's not the biggest thing, like our, our, Mariners podcast, um, but I'm lucky to be in the position where I have gotten follows from writing at lookout landing. Like some people like Yancey Yancey's yeah. Again, the, the best person um, that <laughs> I have ever met uh, on Twitter. He's shouted out our podcast and been like, Hey, um, I think in terms of something that we as a community don't do well is we don't, listen to team specific podcasts and like really get the um <clears throat> that niche perspective like you know maybe it's it's prospect stuff whatever it may be uh so he shouted us out and you know I'm really thankful for that Yancey's the best yeah. um but yeah I, th- I think it's really difficult and I don't have necessarily the the best um advice to give people but I always just tell people write Write a lot. Um, post your stuff to Reddit. Accept, you know, feedback. Um, and just mm-hmm. however you can, get associated with people who can who can get you in.
1: Absolutely. Tough,
0: but damn people. Well, think- Don't be afraid to reach out.
1: Oh, yeah. You cannot. Uh, you know, people are so great. And I've said this a million times. And we'll move on from this. We'll talk baseball. But the uh, people of fantasy baseball are overall really great people. And nine out of ten people you contact will be uh, helpful, kind, mm-hmm. reasonable. Uh, you know, you got to pull your own weight, of course, but they will they'll always give you some type of advice. And you'd be surprised, even the bigger the names, they'll still be willing to do that. So, dude, yeah, don't be afraid. I mean, we're all gonna die someday. Make <laughs> it to you, <laughs> we're, all, we're gonna be dead. It's, it's hey, not man. man. It's so true, might as well go for it. But I, I also understand fear and anxiety, and as. Like you said, a counselor in training like myself, uh, you know, anxiety is a real thing and it cripples people. So I'm not trying to belittle that either, but just something to think about. A little thing to snack on there. For sure. All right. Well, hey, this is the Plaza Podcast. It's me and Mikey Ageno. We're going to talk baseball now. We're going to talk about fantasy baseball because that's what Mike does. I mean, how much do you love baseball? Do you really love it or is it just grown on you over the years? Or has it been something that's been in you since you were a, a young lad? It's it's kind of interesting. Um
0: I'm I'm an obsessive person, which I think is is kind of what makes me it makes me love baseball, it makes me a good writer. Um it comes with plenty of faults, believe me. Um <clears throat> but when I was younger, I, I have my fondest memories of like my life. Uh my dad, pretty blue collar worker, uh immigrant from the Philippines, would come home. He's a boiler maker. Um, we just have this routine of, he gets home, uh, I take his boots off, uh, and I lay with him and watch the Mariners. He scratches my back. He falls asleep. Um, and I think that's where a lot of my love for baseball came from. Um, I remember watching Mariners games and, you know, playing the Yankees, playing against the Giants and Barry Bonds <clears throat> and going into the backyard, you know, on, on like a hot summer day. Um, and grabbing a bat and looking in the shadows and like practicing, um, baseball players, like stances, um, going to family events and, and people would be like, Hey, Mikey, do the, do the Ichiro um, uh, like the whole, you know, like, yeah, charade. Um, and then, you know, like going to my neighbor's bonfires and, and people being like, Hey, how many RBIs does Brett Boone have right now? Or, you know, what's the, um each year was batting average and, and I would keep track of these things um, throughout an entire season. So it was more so a love of the Mariners um, over the years. And I didn't pay that much attention to baseball in general. It was just like a sad, sad existence of, of just watching the Mariners be really mediocre uh, because in 2001, the last time that we were like really good, I was seven um and so yeah so it wasn't until i started playing more fantasy baseball that i was playing or paying more attention rather uh to baseball as a whole and then you know i think when i started writing at pitcher list i was kind of forced to to think about baseball more and that kind of coincided with a lot of sketchy things that came out from the mariners organization where uh with Lorena martin where there was potentially a lot of sexism and racism that was happening with the organization, which is hard to kind of stomach. It's, it's hard to root for this team while there's potentially a lot of things that I don't stand for going on. Um, so I've, I've considered, you know, just being like, Hey, I'm a Rays fan now, or I'm an A's fan. (laughs) Um, I don't think I ever could, but, but it it makes me feel like I have control over the situation. Um, so now I would say I'm a full fledged, just fan of baseball, uh, and it's it's more equal than it once was.
1: I understand. As a Tigers fan, I guess. It's not even that fun anymore because what the Illiches have done to yeah. the city and the, yeah, you know, they've screwed people over who are part of Detroit and they say they're going to do things for them. But they built that. you know, The Illiches also own the Detroit Red Wings and they built a new hockey arena a couple of years ago and they said that they would take care of everybody in that area because they're trying to basically get like a stronghold of Comerica Park and the... What's what's it called? Fucking little Caesars Arena because they own little Caesars. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. And they say we'll take everybody and guarantee this percentage of jobs to, you know, actual Detroiters and all that stuff just never happened. And all the tax yeah. breaks and then all the things they would build never happen around it. It, it. it just takes the wind. I know what you mean. It takes the wind out of my sails to root for a team that I I want to just be about baseball, but life's not just about baseball for me. So I'm not gonna be yeah. some dim-witted close-minded hey i I know they're gonna do it this year i don't give a shit what happens around the rest of the team or who gets hurt or who gets betrayed no i'm not gonna do that so i understand
0: and that's what gets me into trouble you know um is like i love baseball but it's a small part of my life and so a lot of the time like when you come to follow me you're following me for a lot of other stuff uh and yeah like like your bare ass (laughs) and like you said um i'm I'm pretty honest. I'm pretty straightforward, um, and so I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna mince words a lot of the time. Like I don't know, I'm kind of a passive person, but I'm gonna call people out on their bullshit. And there's a lot of political stuff that comes with following me. So yeah, uh, you know, it's I respect it's, it's an it's an interesting dynamic.
1: Absolutely, I respect yeah. that completely. That's why uh, that's why I like having you on here, and that's why I'm glad we're here to talk baseball as well. It's not everything, but we do love baseball. So let's get okay. into. Let's get into it. Let's get into the leading off. Right off the bat here, I'll tell you, I'm excited because the Angels at least hired a GM. Uh, it's not that big a deal, but it is a new GM. So there's only so many GMs in baseball. Uh, Perry Menasian. Mm-hmm. Menasian? I don't exactly know how I it's I don't know uh, either. Yeah. I haven't heard it out loud yet. I, I'm trying to do my best, but he's. Yeah. Fung around with uh, Alex. Oh, boy. I always screw this one, too. Anthopoulos. Anthopoulos, I I believe. Anthopoulos. God, I am such an ass. Hey, (laughs) I'm an ass.com. Come check it out. Uh, Anyways, (laughs) Alex uh, is a longtime veteran of the GM scene. Been with the Braves last couple years. Perry Manassian worked with the front office for the Braves. Now he's going to run the Angels. So this is Mike Trout's last chance, in my opinion. I said this last night on Twitter. This is. This is like the final stretch. Because usually a GM gets, unless it's a, just an absolute disaster, they get about five years, probably. Maybe they shouldn't yeah. get that much time, but they do, right? Right. So I think this is the stretch run. This is the final prime. This will be the GM of Mike Trout's final prime. Do you think that's fair to say? Or is Mike Trout going to be in his prime until he's 38 years old?
0: <laughs> uh, man, that's tough.
1: I, I know, you
0: know, Saris has talked a lot about how, you know, most of the time when people come into the, the MLB, um, they're already kind of like ready and so it's not necessarily like people will talk about like oh this rookie uh, his WRC plus was 180 I can't wait to see how he is when he's 28 in his prime and it's like that's not really how it works um, so I, I do think that that Trout is at his peak and if he hasn't already is starting to decline starting to go into that kind of oh. aging process <laughs> um so you know the the speed and the defense um that's probably already kind of on its way out like he already doesn't run like he used to um so i think that's totally fair um we'll see we'll see how it go, both in in just the context of baseball and the context of fantasy baseball we'll see how it goes in terms of you know him being the number one pick like all, there's always like oh this guy could be the next trout and it's like no mike trout is the next trout he's always he like we always have these conversations and it's always Mike Trout and and um so man I hope they they surround him with some some talent it's just such an injustice um but I I do think they made the the right move and and I I do think that it's notable that they chose um him over Justin Hollander who is the Mariners um assistant GM and who was the guy that um was Number two in the running. Um and who we were kind of joking about it last night in the, the lookout landing slack. He's essentially Jerry DePoto Jr. Um they even talk the same, they've got the same mannerisms. Um, they think the same. So
1: are you down but, with DePoto? I've never uh, got your opinion as far as I know or heard I'm sure you've talked about it, but I don't know officially.
0: I love the Mariners. Um I love our development system. I love the the trades that DePoto makes. Um, there are a few, there are a few kind of GMs or executives that I'd, I'd feel more comfortable with as a team than DePoto. So I'm, I'm pretty happy with where we are. I th- I think the way that he talks about, um, team control and, and that kind of thing are a little gross because it's inherently taking advantage of, of players who should be getting paid more, but also everyone's like, if we're not going to play yeah, that whole game, it,
1: flawed, you know? it's
0: unfortunate. Um, And I, I hope that that gets remedied with the CBA. I'm not very optimistic that that happens, but oh, I,
1: I want to see a showdown. I would, I would actually yeah. be fine with baseball being shut down. There needs <clears throat> to be too. a change. There Me need, too. And it has to be a sacrifice to have that done.
0: And I think COVID might make that easier for players to stomach. Um, Yeah. But yeah. Good. So we'll see. But I, I do think this is is the right move for the Angels. I, I think they would have been, they would have done well with Hollander too. But um, he has such a uh, an extensive track record. I mean, uh, Hollander, you know, he does too. But I, I saw that uh, Minassian or, or whatever we're calling him, he went from a bat boy to a clubby to a staff ex- or a assistant to an advanced scout to a director of pro scouting to an assistant GM, and now he's he's a GM. So.
1: Well, that's a fun story. I like that. Yeah,
0: he's got a he's he's got he's got some experience. So um, I'm excited to see what happens. Um, they've got you know that core of of Rendon and and Otani and Trout and other players. So um,
1: I, I, what do you think about it? I think Otani maybe should give up pitching. What do you think of that? Or is it too soon to pull the plug?
0: Yeah, I'm kind of getting there too, and I, I think that we can still kind of hold out hope that he might be a reliever too but i am I'm, oh. I'm kind of getting there too um that's
1: interesting i hadn't thought about it like that yeah they could that yeah, would be a lot less stress right. and he could provide a service not have to sit out for hitting yeah. like the day before the day after the
0: interesting thing is he was i'm not i don't have the numbers in front of me but he was a disaster um <laughs> you know in terms of hitting and maybe yeah yeah maybe okay, there okay. are other things going on but I do think that that's probably what's going to need to happen is he's probably going to need to choose one of these things. And he's already had so many UCL, you know, deals that uh, I think the risks are, are much higher in terms of of pitching than than hitting. Um, I remember seeing the projections and he was supposed to be like a really, really good pitcher. And yeah, maybe the, the hitting will happen. Like they had a certain... <laughs> A certain number of of players that they're projecting him to, and it was like he could either be like Hideki Matsui or a bunch of like super middling guys. And it turns out he's probably more Matsui than than the other guys. But um, it's it's just a shame. I'd love to be able to see him, you know, play both sides, but it doesn't look like that's going to happen.
1: I guess I just got caught up in the stolen bases. He had like seven or eight steals this year, and I was like, okay, that's not that was like the only thing he really provided. And mm-hmm. last year he was. Much more productive. He can hit. He can hit for power. He can steal bags. He can yeah. drive in runs in a lineup with Rendon and Trout and Fletcher. I mean, there's a. I love Fletcher. There's there's a nice little pool of hitters on that team. I think. And, I mean, I know that Billy Eppler signed Otani, so that looks nice. But yeah. But I don't know. I mean, that was like, that's like somebody getting a shitload of money. It's like it doesn't take a talent necessarily. I think they were looking for the biggest deal, and that's what yeah. he got. So yeah. Yeah. You know. Billy Epler, good riddance. I don't know if he'll ever get a job again. I don't think he deserves one necessarily. So but he did trade for Dylan Bundy. I've you don't need to get me started on
0: Dylan Bundy, but I fucking love Dylan Bundy. I he actually yeah, made the changes that you know that I thought he should make. Um and now he's good. Yes. He's out I'm of l- he he's out of uh he's out of Camden Yards. He made some pitch uh mix
1: changes, and now he's good. <laughs> you he is it. good. You I fucking love it. Bundy. I'm just yeah. so yeah. I think anybody, a lot of Bundy truthers out there, whatever the hell you want to call us, and we're all thrilled to see what he did this year. And he helped me win a couple of fantasy titles. So thanks, Dylan. Appreciate that. Yeah, right. he screw me, he did screw me in that one Rangers start. Uh, but whatever. Okay. So <laughs> uh, let's not nitpick. Let's not nitpick. Yeah. However. <sighs> a guy who won an award for Cy Young yesterday, Shane Bieber. No, I mean, no, yeah, we'll get, we're going to Bauer, but Shane Bieber won. That's obvious. There's no debate. Yeah. Yeah. He deserves it completely. Now I know, and I'm pretty confident that you don't like Bauer as a person, right? No. Yeah. And he's not that likable. So I understand that completely. And I'm not like a huge fan of his, I was a fan of him in his early career doing things differently not as a person, but the way he was training and trying to kind of, uh, fight against this kind of uh, stranglehold about the pitch reduction and pitch limits and stuff like that. He was trying to show that you could do things th- differently. And I like that about him. But everything else that he's done in his career as a person is shit. And I agree with that completely. But however, does he cheat? And Because you, you've, you've insinuated that on Twitter. I, I don't think that's uh, unfair to say, right? Or do we know this to be true? Or is this just like a hot rumor in baseball? I don't think it's a secret. I mean, he... So he's gone out of his
0: way to say, to test, you know, um, different substances and, and trying to see, you know, like, are, is there any way to, to bump your spin rate from your baseline without cheating? And he basically came to the conclusion that no, um, and, and I think Driveline's done this too, but, uh, you know, you can do gum, you can do sunscreen, you can do pine tar, um, whatever, if you do use these substances, it's shown that they can probably bump you to three to 400 RPMs. Uh, and he bumped his RPMs by about three to 400, um, without, and, and it should be noted that there's a pretty strong correlation between velocity and, and spin rate. And yeah. I, I don't have the, again, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I, I believe he didn't bump his velocity much, if at all. <laughs> and I think it's just kind of his way to be like, hey, like, up yours, you know. Uh, I, if if everyone else is going to cheat, I'm going to do it too. But it's like, you were just being so dogmatic. and And so the way that he talked about pitchers cheating was as if they're horrible humans and it's like you just did this i I don't know you're a hypocrite mm-hmm. um you know if if you are gonna do it i i don't think you should be denouncing people um so i would say trevor Bauer is unequivocally um i i think you can call it cheating i mean everyone does it like the vast majority of players do it uh i think Virical. people say probably
1: probably yeah i
0: think I think, so. I think probably most of the the pitchers who we think are really good um
1: because if the I human body can only go so far with the spin rate and then they're going to a new level there's got this is where substances and peds and all this stuff come in when we go to new levels we haven't seen <clears> before it's got to be that yeah. extra oomph. i think that they've got to standardize it
0: they've either got to really enforce it and i wrote about this um A year or two ago, I think probably probably a year ago when Kikuchi, there was a big deal made out of, hey, he definitely has a substance under his hat. Um, And I looked into it and I was like, he looks pretty much like the picture that he's been this entire year. So either he's always been using substances or they're not helping that much. Like it's just purely for control. Yep. And a lot of hitters have come out and said, Hey, I like I like that that hitters or that pitchers use uh sticky stuff because yeah. I I don't want to get a fastball in my ear hole. So I think it's either got to be that they really enforce the rule or they let pitchers do their thing. And even I think there's even a way where they can standardize how much the pitchers are using. Um it might be kind of difficult, but it might be a thing where it's like, hey here is a certain amount of sticky stuff on the mound that you're permitted to use um you know if you if you use it that's totally fine if you go to more stuff you're going to get severely severely dinged yeah. um okay. so yeah i think i i think more than more than a cheater i think it's just you know it's so hypocritical the way that you've denounced other players and then have just gone forward and done the that thing. Um, I will say that a lot of his, his performance from this year, he doesn't look like, what was his K percentage? like? I feel like it was like 36% or something like yeah. that. Yep. Um, His true K percentage probably looks something more like 26, 27%. His swinging strike rate is like 13%. Yeah. That's not that great. If you look at like DeGrom, DeGrom's is like 21%. I I know these numbers because I was just writing about it last night. Um, So I I don't think he's an especially elite pitcher, unless it's kind of an Aaron Nola thing where he can actually, you know, get a lot of called strikes. But Nola has good command. Trevor Bauer doesn't necessarily have good command. So you will find that I, um, you think I should spoil my ballot? I'm gonna I'm gonna drop this article. When when is this podcast gonna go?
1: I'm gonna put this out tonight. I want well, why don't you okay. wait? Why don't you send it for your article? Because I don't I want you I, to get you deserve that.
0: I will say that Bauer I definitely didn't have him as a winner. Um and I think that there's an the argument to be made that he could be as low as as high as one, but as low as four. Um and I think it's it's it depends on where you're coming from 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 a a Cy Young kind of perspective, but I don't think it's especially impressive that his performance came based on really low uh, a Will Bacon and Ex Will Bacon, and that's Alex Chamberlain has pretty much talked about how that's just kind of statistical variance. Um, mm-hmm. If you want to see a breakout it's going to be based on, uh, you know, CSW, K percentage, walk percentage, like changes in these. And we haven't really seen that. Um, with Bauer, he just had a really low Expo Bacon this year. I think it's 300. And in 2018, it was like 340. Those are much lower than the like 376-ish um, league average. And so it's really not that impressive to me that he's just reduced – um you know hard contact and and just had more pitcher friendly contact i don't think it's very sustainable so for me i think i think you could you could go the way of saying hey you darvish did more for his team in terms of win expectancy or hey degrom did better everywhere else besides era so we should vote him Mm -hmm. um but he's so, won it
1: a bunch of times, so hey, we want to switch it up. It almost feels like yeah, that is it's, how it goes.
0: It's odd. I mean, Randy Johnson won it four
1: times in a row. He did. That's so, maybe I mean, if this guy deserves it, on. it deserves it. A 60-game season's fucked up. It's weird. And, and if
0: there's any year to, to have – and sorry if I'm cutting you off. Um, no, if there's but, any year where we should take peripherals into account more than usual, it's this year. Um, that's what I mean, Alex
1: said in his tweet. He said we just – it's it's demonstrably yeah. better for Degrom, just like you described.
0: Um, and so, you know, I think I think I had Verlander as as the guy ahead of Snell in two thousand eighteen. I am kind of the same, but this year it's it's we shouldn't be rewarding players who are just having erroneous, you know, just variance and and their numbers. Yeah, uh, Verlander so, should have
1: had at least two more Cy Youngs. He got totally screwed. The Porcello one when Porcello won like twenty two games in two thousand sixteen. Yeah. It wasn't even close. The, no. You look at the deep stats. It's not even close. No. So we'll never win another Cy Young. Ever. I don't, I don't even know exactly where
0: I'm coming from, from a, it's not just like a thing where it's like, yo, let's just look at these couple stats. Um, and I, I actually, when I was writing it and, and they didn't respond until this morning, but I talked to fast. I talked to Nick about it. I was like, where do y'all come from in, in terms of um, what you're looking at? And I think to an extent, we should just be looking at things like ERA and, and things that actually happened. Like, yeah, that makes sense. But we should be taking into account the pitcher's defense, the pitcher's opposition, the pitcher's parks. Um, and we can do that. But also, people talk about FIP like, oh, these things didn't happen. And it's like, well, no, these are the things that the pitcher controlled. So fast is more saying, I think we should look at it devoid of of. The factors that the pitcher didn't have control of. So basically, he's saying I just look at FIP and similar things. Nick was saying I look at both, but I look at ERA more than than FIP and and consider things like innings pitched. Um, and I'm probably somewhere on Alex's side. So okay, I don't, I don't, I don't really think that Bauer has. He definitely shouldn't have won so over, so overwhelmingly.
1: Yeah, that's what was kind of odd. And I think most people were very shocked by that. That Darvish was so yeah. kind of far from him when it was such yeah. a, every all the tweets coming out right before the Cy Young was released. It's Bauer Darvish. It's going to be really, really close. And it yeah. was not close. You're right. No. So yeah, who the fuck knows what these people are <laughs> thinking. I mean, there's still old baseball writers that are stuck in there and we'll get rid of them eventually as we all get older and they pass on. I'm not saying they should die, but they will die. Like I said, to the beginning of the show, we're all on our way out. <laughs> and, uh, that's the main message you listen to the hey, it's a Rico Palazzo fantasy baseball podcast. I'm Michael Gobier. This is Mikey Ajetto. We're talking fantasy baseball. We're talking award season. Uh, you know, it's enough of that uh, word talk. Congratulations uh, to the winners, I guess. I, I, I am happy the Reds got a Cy Young winner. I, that's it. You know, you can not like Bauer and still be happy for the city of Cincinnati. So congratulations, Queen City. I lived there once. Had a lovely time when I did live there. I love Covington. I love the river good times down there. So, the Reds deserve it. Gradually. I cannot believe the Reds have never had a Cy Young winner. One of the oldest most historic franchises there is in all it's of baseball. Pretty wild. It they is. had some some good pitchers too, so. But it's it's you start looking at their history like, yeah, they've had some decent pitchers, but they really never did have like that Hall of Fame Super I, stud ace. I'm surprised so. that like Bronson Arroyo never won it like once,
0: you know. <laughs> just just Ron- like a random <laughs> just a random pitcher like that like I That's don't
1: know. Funny. <laughs> Oh, Bronson Royal. I haven't thought about Mm -hmm. him in a while. Nice guy. Probably, Yeah, probably probably a good thing. Yeah, I think it's for the best. But uh, yeah, so I want to talk quickly, and this has been covered a lot. Uh, Randy Rosarina exploded in the playoffs. Corey Seager even up. Corey Seager had a great 2020. And he really was very consistent throughout the whole brief little episode of a season. And by the way, how do you even look at this season? You know, as we head into this offseason and we start looking at draft kits and off season prep and 2021 drafts and rankings, how are you going to see 2020? Uh, what is your are Because I don't think we should dismiss 2020 ADP. I think we should going into 2020 ADP should still have like a. You know, you can vary the percentage, maybe like a you know 40 to 60 percent percentage hold because 60 game variance is absurd. And just because Christian Yelich was god-awful, it doesn't mean to me that he's out of the top 10 even. I, I've taken him in two mocks. I got him at 11 and 13, and I was thrilled. I'm like, I get Cody, I get two MVPs in one of those mocks, Bellinger and Yelich, at the turn at 12. And that's that's heaven to me. So you guys can go ahead and overly price this 2020 that you saw all you want. I'll happily, happily dive in and take those guys that look like crap for 2020, but to me, I know they're venerable studs that are going to be good over a 162.
0: My favorite thing about this year is that there's so much unrest about how do we pick in the top six. Yes. So for me, I love picking at the end because it means I get someone like Bellinger, like Jelic. Um I mean, I think my favorite thing that I'm going to be doing is probably going pocket aces. And I finally got to, to do that for the first time. Um, and so, you know, it's not as simple as, hey, just smash your numbers together, wait at, you know, 75% 2020, um, 25% 2019. It's a little more nuanced than that. Yeah. For me, it's, I mean, I think a good way to look at things is I wish we could do this a little easier. But, you know, go on fan graphs and, and however many games a, a player played. Um, I mean, not necessarily doing, like, rolling 60 games. But um, do look at, you know, how the players performed over long periods of time. See if it's unprecedented. See if it's more than the player. Like, this could just be a hot streak. This isn't even half of a season. So... Um, I think it's definitely looking at how has a player ever done this for 30 games like this long before, um, in a good way or a bad way. Um, and then look for changes, you know, like, um, I I mean, at first Bauer was just throwing an insane amount of fastballs and it's like, yeah, if you're going to be using, if you're going to stick your, your arm, you know, into a vat of pine tar elbow deep. Yeah, you should throw your fastball a lot, uh, yeah. especially because the fastball wasn't good before. Um, and so for me, I'm looking at pitch mix changes and, and mechanical changes, changes in the numbers to back these like numbers up. But then it's hard because um, oh, Connor Kirken, I think that's how you say his name. He yeah. just posted something today about how um, you know, there's inconsistencies in the in the launch angle and, and whatever numbers due to Hawkeye. So there are so many things going on this year and that makes it impossible. So I'm not throwing oh, my man. hands up, I'm just I'm just trusting my gut.
1: Hey, that is not allowed in the fantasy baseball community. You can't trust your gut. Right. Man, you, you will be exiled, you will be. Uh, excommunicated or whatever yeah. that used to be in the <laughs> 1200s that the pope used to do and fuck mm-hmm. the pope i don't even give a shit about him anyways so <laughs> i'm happy to say that on the record i will uh, i will tell you this i am excited for this draft though man i'm so i'm gonna be doing i'm so excited for 2021 drafting because people are gonna be making mistakes and christian yelich's rookie year he played 62 games and he hit 288 so i mean you just never know there's there's no I'm sure there's a period if we like you said, if you did the rolling averages and dug deep into it, you might find a 60 game stretch like he had this season, but it's just, it might be once. And if it's there at all, it's an anomaly. So I love Christian Yelich. I love these guys who get undervalued. Look what happened to Jose Ramirez. You know, he had that awful 2019 half the season bounces back. And now, you know, he's still being drafted in the top 10. Now people are moving about even more and more. They believe in the deeper numbers. So Let's not panic, everybody. Let's just calm the fuck down. That's what I say on this show. But Randy Rosarina, real quick, what would be, what is the highest you'd be willing to go on him if you had a ballpark in ADP? Would you draft him to the top one hundred? I mean, I know no. could, you wouldn't at all, right away. No. Okay. All right. Um, I'm talking like weird. even like 95.
0: Nah, I'd rather have like, because you can get like Tommy Famer on there, like maybe before, but. Yeah. I'd much rather have Tommy Pham. Um he's kind of weird because his peripherals weren't awfully good. Like there there are numbers that suggest like hey, he should have been doing this all along. Um but then if you like I know that vertical bat angle is a newer metric that's making its rounds. His is really flat um and it's a pretty good metric, I think, for, um, especially for players making swing changes. So I think he's just a player that's going to put the ball on the ground a lot. Might hit some home runs, has good speed, whatever. But I kind of think it's a flash in the pan. I'm really happy that he had such a historic, uh, you know, not off offseason. Um,
1: Playoff. Playoff. Yeah. But it but, gets magnified because it's the playoffs.
0: Yeah. So there's going to be that tax, too. Um I'd have to look at some numbers, but I wouldn't. I, I honestly don't know if he's a player that I want in general. Like he's definitely going to be taken before I want to take him. <laughs> he's if definitely that going to.
1: That's yeah. that's perfect. That's a perfect way to sum it up. Yeah. We're not going to pay a tax and he's going to be taken before either of us or a lot of people are really anybody who knows a thing or two about fantasy baseball should know this is the standard tale. Somebody gets hyped up and the dream becomes a reality. But then the reality you live with with your having him for a whole season won't be won't be the dream. <laughs> the dream and the reality don't match up. So don't fall for this. I, I'm pissed. There's a bitterness within me because I loved Randy Rosarena as a value play as a guy in dynasty leagues. I definitely loved him. But now in redraft leagues, yearly leagues, I don't want I'm not going to pay that price. I was loving Getting him at like two fifty in the two hundreds, three hundreds, even it would have been great value for me because he could steal bases, he can hit for power. They traded Matthew Liberator for a reason, so I am uh, I'm disappointed. I'm bitter a bit. I admit it. There's also the Rays. Like I I, I kind
0: of believe in him just because the Rays, you know, went out of their way to target him, but maybe it was exactly. just the best that they could do.
1: So I completely agree with that. Yep.
0: If we we'll just wait and
1: see, in, in the Rays we trust. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Yancey would love to hear that. That's right, Yancy. Congratulations on a hell of a season, Yancy came up a little bit short, but that's okay. Uh, yeah, but so the playoff impact for Rosarino would be big. Seeger, people are putting Seeger top five shortstop for 2021. Uh, there are too many good shortstops that can do everything that I don't think I want to put him top five. I'm happy, like, top eight. That's fine, but not top five. It's too high for me.
0: I might have drafted him. I'm going to pull up my team. I don't remember, um, but... I'm I'm really in on Seager. Um, he has this... I did draft him in the fourth round. Um wow. Oh, okay. He, he has this... Um, this reputation as someone who's really injury prone. Mm-hmm. And I was even spouting this on Twitter. And someone kind of pushed back. And I was like, well, I'm going to go look. And I'm going to post my proof. <laughs> and then I was like, you know what? I think you're right. I think this is totally overblown. Um, so... Man, like, I think he's a player that could go top 10 eventually. Would you rather have Lindor or Seager? Because Lindor stopped stealing.
1: Okay, there it is. Like, like Lindor's
0: a player that I don't necessarily want to draft.
1: Too risky now. I think so. And too high a price, right? Yeah. The thing with Seager is the the lack of steals, though. Yeah, that's true. But So so you got a supplement there, but... That's yeah. That's see. That's what you can do though, and that's just baseball fantasy baseball strategy one on one. If you're gonna draft guys that don't steal early on, especially in Roto, you want to pick up a Victor Robles later on. Somebody that's gonna you can guarantee a certain amount of steals from other players. Garrett Hampson, even I still believe in Garrett Hampson. I know the Rockies are a disaster for fantasy owners, the most annoying team by far. Everybody knows this, but uh, Garrett Hampson still has the talent, and when he got the opportunity to play, he shows me mostly what i wanted to see so i of course it will be interesting i'll be watching him as we uh, get into more mock draft i've done a few mocks this off season we did uh october mock draft and we're currently doing a roto fanatic uh november mock draft oh nice yeah it's fun you know uh it gives you an idea of what other people are thinking i always believe that mock drafts are a little ridiculous though because people are they don't actually have money at stake right a little more loosey-goosey so you can take risks that you might not take so i don't put total stock into like it like ben, it be ben
0: palmer i think um i can look now or i think maybe dave chairman like yeah dave chairman <laughs> he drafted no relievers and he's oh, yeah, he was in front of us because while we were drafting i think i made a comment about something someone that he drafted and he was like you guys are paying attention to position like i think yeah. he was basically just best player available which is not at all what i did i i was Pretty much simulating an actual draft. The one change I think that I would not have made, and as a, a Bieber guy, it pains me to say this, but with my first pick instead of Shane Bieber, I, I would have gone Jacob Degrom.
1: Yeah, if I think that was available.
0: I agree. Yeah, yeah. and I I, I, I I did. Degrom went the pick after me,
1: but ah, yeah. What were you thinking there? You just what you just for the hell of it, or do you remember well, the moment? 'Cause you seem to love DeGrom. You just defended him in the Cy Young. So
0: Oh yeah, I love I love Bieber and I love DeGrom. I mean, for for me it's DeGrom has shown the the contact suppression uh ability that, that Bieber obviously is not. Um and also has the he has a good infield defense. He um he has a track record. So for me it was just I wanna I wanna flex my boy Shane Bieber, uh push him up to what, like eighth ninth overall um and then i got i got garrett cole so
1: pocket aces baby
0: yeah all right that's awesome
1: yeah Yeah, perfect uh uh, did you want to talk about josh naylor real quick i see uh
0: yeah um i so i don't know i I think it's kind of uh he's gonna be an interesting guy to watch because he didn't like he's had a full season of um mlb reps and it's been pretty subpar but i kind of wonder if if the playoffs you know if it's if it's indicative of the player that he's going to be so he's just i don't know i i was wondering about the playoff tax and what's going to happen with his draft price um but i am kind of wondering like he did it against good competition i i wonder if that's who he might be next season if this is kind of um forecasting his 2021
1: Interesting. Yeah, I yeah. mean, he, two games in the playoffs, he was outstanding. Yeah, and he's only 23. He's a young 23. I actually liked his bat. Uh, I know this sounds really weird, but I did a. <clears throat> I regret being in it, but I was in the MLB the show like franchise with a bunch of fantasy baseball people during the mm-hmm. pe- when the pandemic started, and I did the Padres, and I love Josh Naylor's bat. It was fun. I like yeah. swinging with. He's got a. He's got a. I think he's got an opportunity now in Cleveland, where the offense was so bad. Yeah if he can show anything coming into 2021 spring training, uh, if he's working on his game now, I think there's an opportunity for him to really explode. Oh yeah. If, if he's willing to do that, if it all works out because they, they were so bad offensively. So bad. (laughs) I know it's 60 games. I know it's 60 games. That's the caveat. Right. But So bad. Not great. Not great. (laughs) Not even the, even their best players were awful. Lindor and Ramirez. I mean, they were okay. Yeah. Reyes was awful, Fran mill, nope, there was no franimal going on no, in twenty twenty no there was no
0: there's there was just Fran
1: mill, <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, yeah, this is fun, wow, time's flying by, okay, we got to pick up the pace. uh this is the plaza podcast. you are listening to Mikey and Mikey. that's the two mics talking. hey, baseball, How about that? but not there like Mike and Mike that shitty morning show on East <laughs> back not that one, not that one, not that much one. different. no, but this is better um. that, So, uh, yeah, qualifying offers. There were six total. You had two people opted in. Stroman and Gaussman are in the game. And, of course, Bauer, LeMahieu, JT RealMuto, and George Springer have rejected those qualifying offers. They will play the game in a stingy market. But those are unique players. So even though the market's going to be cold as hell, cold as ice to a lot of players, unfortunately. Lower, especially the lower and mid-tier players. But these big guys will probably still get decent deals. Uh, what do you, what's your take on the uh, opt-ins or the opt-outs here? Stroman and Gaussman. I think Stroman is uh, smart to take that deal with the Mets with Steve Cohen coming in, but I actually yeah. think Gaussman will have the better 2021. Really? Yeah. I yeah. can see that. I mean, I saw someone tweet about this. I He
0: might've been second in the MLB in swinging strike percentage um, Yeah. at like, I don't remember, like 17% or something crazy. Um, but yeah I, I think they both made the right moves i don't think Gosman was going to get you know I, he wasn't gonna get like a seven year 100 million like you know whatever contract could you um, imagine a world where that
1: happens wow oh, that's
0: yeah it'd be odd um <laughs> i don't know how i feel about him though like it's um it's kind of hard to trust a guy that is so reliant on a splitter um and also doesn't really have that track record like this is a it's a pretty new thing, and at one point I was like, "Oh, he might be a reliever," um, and I think that was a year ago or two years ago.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, what, he was given up on by a couple yeah. organizations in a role, Atlanta yeah. and the Orioles. Like, oh, this is trash. Like, <laughs> they did. They just left him for dead. Yeah. And now, now he's like this, like stud in waiting, kind of like hiding in the weeds right now. That seems like there's got to be a middle ground in there. Yeah. I have fond memories of,
0: of uh, playing fantasy baseball and, and him and Michael Walker and just thinking that they were going to be studs. And obviously it <laughs> oh, uh, didn't necessarily Waka. happen, at least not in the short term. <laughs> no,
1: Michael Walker. I would actually have more confidence in Gosman than Walker, but maybe I'm crazy. I don't know. I'd... Yeah. <sighs> hope so. I hope so too. I, I think, uh, you know, the, the giants know pitching metrics really well. Um, they focus on it and the new regime. there is is pretty smart. They're pretty wise dudes. And I trust yeah. them. So if they believe in Gaussman, let's see what happens. But Strowman is always a guy. The peripherals are look pretty good, but to the average Joe, he seems to not be as great. Even if he never has an ERA above four, right? Like he's always yeah. under, always under four. Yeah. So it's really impressive. It is. But he doesn't k guys so much at like an elite rate, and people mm-hmm. get turned off by that. I think there's a
0: chance for that, um,
1: and yeah, I think
0: I like I said, I agree that both of them should have opted in. Um, Strowman was really risking; would have risked risked a lot because he sat out. Um, you know, he already yeah. probably doesn't have much of a hot market for him. Um, you know, so you can you can give it a go later. But if there's a team that allows him to flex that slider, like it's such a good pitch, um, and I also kind of wonder you know, if he can play with his forcing fastball, like if that can be a better offering, um, it gets kind of beat up. So I'm not necessarily convinced, but you know, it's, there's a lot of pros and cons that come with being a sinker pitcher, even if it's good sinker, uh, because it ends counts earlier. So even Mm if, you know, if it is, sometimes it's a ground out, sometimes it's a grounder up the middle, but it doesn't give you the ability to strike hitters out. And that's where you can be the most valuable. Like you don't want to risk it. Um, so yeah, I'm ex- I'm excited. I actually really like the Mets and the Pirates uh organizations now in terms of their their pitching um kind of philosophies, which feels really weird to say because they were two of the worst uh ones before. But they've brought in some some good people and uh, especially the the pirates have had a pretty complete, you know, organizational shift in in pitching philosophy. So
1: um yeah, it's uh, Ben Charrington's running the show now, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay interesting I want to one thing you said there that i want to kind of follow up on so you have an issue with splitter pitchers is that what you were saying or yeah i think we're pretty we're pretty well known like tanaka like tanaka is a great example yeah it's a great pitch but everything else doesn't seem to come together
0: when it's your second pitch and and nick's really well known for for (laughs) kind of being a pooper in terms of splitter pitchers is that (laughs) uh like it's really hard it's a difficult pitch to command probably the hardest outside of a knuckleball um, and so, when you lose the feel for it, and it's your second pitch, then you just become a fastball pitcher with a shitty curveball. Um, and so, another issue that I think that comes with splitters and and changeups aren't dissimilar is that um, they don't go for a lot of called strikes. So, if you think about CSW, you know, a, a good pitch is is like 30 and above. Uh, and even if you get, you, you know, you have a 22% swinging strike percentage on your splitter, you probably only have like an 8% called strike rate because you you throw below the zone a lot. Like your zone percentage is probably 20 to 30%. Um, and so it's just a thing where I think your ceiling is capped and also you're just more, you're inherently more inconsistent. So, you know, like if it's Tyler Glass now, if he were to develop that splitter in, in lieu of that Vulcan changeup, then he has two pitches and then also that splitter. Um, but if it's something where a pitcher only has a fastball and splitter, then I'm not as big of a fan.
1: Wow. That is so darn interesting. Okay. Thank yeah. you for sharing that. I've, of course. I not thought about that as much. Uh, but it does make a lot of sense. You're right. That splitter is always dropping out. So you're no. not going to get a lot of called strikes with the splitter. No. Although I play a lot of video games where I threw them for called strikes, but I knew it was totally fake. It's not real. <laughs> this is the most absurd thing people would crush that ball if i threw it that high and it dropped in the zone so dumb
0: my favorite thing in mlb the show uh is throwing curveballs at the tip top of the zone because i'm pretty pretty decent at at commanding them and uh and people don't (laughs) expect them so that's my move i hope i'm not i hope there's no Uh listeners that are gonna play me yeah
1: yeah, don't worry. Nobody um, listens to this show. It's fine. So, yeah. All righty. Uh, okay. I just want to know real quick. If you were uh, a manager, a manager, a general manager, not just mm. a manager, Mr. Manager, yeah. general okay. manager on the brink of a World Series, you hadn't quite got there. You know, so you're like uh you're like Atlanta or the Rays. Well, the Rays won't spend money. We know that they're going to do their okay. own thing. That doesn't Man. count. Don't count them. Uh but even the Yankees. Okay, they got money. Which of the four of those guys do you like? Bauer, Lemahieu, Real Muto, or Springer? I know it could be roster subjective, but if you're looking you could pick a roster even and say, I like this guy because he would fit best.
0: Yeah. Um <clears throat> you know, I wish the Mariners the would Phillies? sign the Phillies. I wish the Mariners would sign Lemahieu or or Real Muto. Um Oh boy but that's a fantasy land. I'm sorry. I don't want to ruin. Yeah, Tommy. I know. I know, man, it, it super sorry. is. I think we're, we, we
1: could get like Tommy with Stella. I think we Yeah. Oh, uh, that's <laughs> nice. Stella's got value, man. He yeah. does. He's underrated. Um, Somebody on the tigers, a friend of mine who loves the Tigers said real Muto's in play. So it's a joke. Come on. It's not going yeah, to. Tigers. I, I yeah. saw,
0: I saw someone, I think it was room Muto. I think maybe Trevor, Trevor Hoof was, uh, was joking about that. But, um, you know, really, I think any any of Bauer, Lemayhu, or Real Muto could do a lot for a roster because starting pitching is hard to get, and Trevor Bauer is ostensibly only looking for a one year deal. Um, and then second base and catcher; those are two positions where it's pretty much a wasteland across the league. Um, so I could see, I could see any of them pretty drastically changing um, any team. Yeah, uh, I can't think of any team in particular, but
1: I think the Padres overall. are going to make a move. They're close and yeah. they're showing the willingness to be aggressive with the trade deadline moves they made, which was a, obviously as a Mariners fan. You're very familiar with that. Oh, yeah. You also got Ty France, which is great news. I, I love, love Ty France. France. Yeah, he's a
0: he's a baller.
1: Yes, he's going to. That, that was a great move. He mm-hmm. He's going to hit, hit, hit. Yes. Um, but I think even George Springer maybe. If the Tommy Pham isn't working out in San Diego and maybe they move him and they want to bring in a Springer with more veteran leadership, I could see something like that maybe playing, but I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, you're yeah. right. I don't know what will happen exactly, but I do think that Real Muto will be the one who gets the most coverage or in terms of like a, yeah. attractiveness because he is such a rare, rare thing in this world.
0: Yeah, and I'm, I'm conflicted about catchers because it's like... In fantasy baseball and real baseball, I think it's a position that because of the dearth of catchers like you just punt like you just get a good framer and someone who's hopefully not a disaster with their bat and for the Mariners like I I think that uh Luis Torrens and and Tom Murphy and and soon to be Cal Raleigh I think it's a good enough situation where we don't need to make that kind of move um but he does make your team you know with our window kind of coming up he makes your team a lot better um there is I'm you know, know. The, the, the aging, the aging for catchers isn't great, though. So it, it does make me worry that Real Muto might age like Buster Posey. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. You, just, you just pooped on the party. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I hadn't thought of that. You're right, though. We got to keep it real. You're talking big money and you're talking catch your yeah. knees. We all we know how catch your knees go. Yeah, it's not great. Joe Mauer was a great, but even it just doesn't last. So, hey, yeah. I'm going to tell you this. We've talked a lot of fantasy baseball. This has been a lot of fun, but now I want to get to a segment which is not about baseball. It's just a few questions. It's a little bit of fun. It's called Inside Palazzo Studio. It's totally ridiculous and absurd. I'm just going to ask you this or that stuff, and you're going to respond. Real simple. Can you handle it? Let's do it. Yay! All right, here we go. Uh, by the way these questions or or these premises have not been revealed to the contestant prior to going live all I right right nervous. off the bat here we are ah, you should be uh, Char- <laughs> but this Charlie or Dennis oh um, <laughs> Charlie yeah yeah I mean if you pick Dennis does that mean
0: you're a psychopath? I think so <laughs> um, I at least Charlie is like pretty funny. Dennis, like, is in a different way, but I don't know. Yeah, so definitely Charlie. I feel like it's more wholesome.
1: And <laughs> hey, by the way, I watched Coffee Town. Uh, that was interesting. Uh, right? I, I forgot about that. I did. I watched on uh, Mike's recommendation. Uh, I never heard of a poop chipper before, but I know what poop <laughs> chipping is. I've that's done
0: That's what it. I do in I've cafes now. I just get drip <laughs> coffee, and, and I steal their Wi-Fi and feel guilty and, and probably get judged, but that's what I do. <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, check it out. You never see it. A Coffee Town stars uh, Glenn Howerton, who plays Dennis on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Uh, okay, uh, how about this? Double A or triple A? Double A. Ooh, okay, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, walking or running? We'll we'll go with running. Mm, okay. yeah. Yeah. I want the good walk. I do. Uh, Saturdays or Sundays? Oh, Saturday. Sunday's the worst day of the week. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> It is. Yeah, it is. truly is. Yeah. You're right. It takes me back to being in a high school oh god, I used to hate it. Yeah. It was the yeah. worst. Uh how about diet soda or flavored seltzer water?
0: Uh definitely, def I don't drink soda, so def I'll, give me
1: a LaCroix. There you yeah. go, that's exactly what we're going for. Yeah, LaCroix, oh, La yeah. La <laughs> Alright, nice. Uh Kleenex or paper towel? Paper towel. Yeah, I like paper towel. More it's more versatile. Am- yeah. It is more versatile. You're Wait, right. You, know, if yeah. you got a mess on your counter. You know, Kleenex is not going to do. It's the Not going to do it at all. And you, you can blow your nose with tape. cream. Yeah, I'm with you. It's yeah, very no. smart. Uh, fiction or nonfiction?
0: Ooh, I'm gonna go nonfiction.
1: Mm, yeah, right. but I love
0: non-fiction. both. Yeah, that's that's a tough one.
1: It's not fair. There's no fairness yeah, here. No, it's not
0: right. at all. Uh, onions or tomatoes? Ooh, onions. They mess up my stomach, but oh my god, onions. any type yellow green white doesn't matter onions yeah okay uh hitting or pitching are you kidding me okay i'm not i know
1: know where you're going yeah pitching oh yeah Yeah, that was too easy uh you (laughs) this is a dumb one uh john adams or john quincy adams oh um i'm not super tight with
0: historical knowledge can i go john quincy Adams? Is that good? Oh, Did I just no. pick a slave owner?
1: Uh, uh, I think actually, I'm pretty oh, sure wait. they.
0: No, they both I know are... someone. Wait, it might be them. I know well, someone that's related to one of them, and they were strongly against slavery. If I remember they correctly, were, they were
1: one of the few. I I don't know if John Adams actually owned slaves. Yeah, his that's uh-huh. his son, John Quincy's his son. Both oh. were president. Uh, but John okay. was a strong abolitionist in the Boston area. So who knows? Oh, um, then I'm with it. But they were white guys. They probably owned slaves. Let's be honest. Our history is awful history, but we try to do the best and move yeah, on. That not great, yeah, not not great, not great at all. Uh, let's see here, what else do we got? Oh, uh, do you go Reese Hoskins or Bryce Harper? Oh, Bryce Harper. Oh, that was easy. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I thought I thought you might hate Bryce Harper. Wow. You see, you never uh, know.
0: Well, yeah, I I just I I recognize that it, it's tough to be like a, a teen phenom. Uh, and also, I like his energy. He might be a little bit of a D-bag in some ways, but uh, <laughs> but I, I appreciate his energy for the game.
1: Okay. All right. I can respect that. I like that. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Uh, did you go Tino or Edgar Martinez? Gar. Give me Gar, yeah. baby. There it is. That's yeah. an easy one. I knew it. Edgar's. I love Gar. He's great. Oh, yeah. You have to. Love the Gar. Uh, okay. A couple more here. Uh, do you go barrel rate or hard hit rate? Ooh, I mean, ideally you use them together.
0: Oh, I'm I'm just gonna go hard hit rate because it because you can't. It doesn't matter to me if you have a good barrel rate if you don't have a good hard hit rate. Oh. Gotta pair them together. Yeah, okay, I like yeah. that. Alrighty,
1: yeah. uh, over the
0: ear or earbuds? Oh, um, earbuds.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Okay, I, I like over the ear. Yeah, it's just earbuds I mean, I'm, never I'm, stay in I'm, my ears.
0: I'm wearing it. Yeah, they don't stay in my ears either, but like in, in my utopia, they do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, what a beautiful world it is in your utopia. <laughs> I bet. Uh, uh, let's try this one. Uh, maple or oak? Ooh.
0: Um,
1: let's go maple. Mm, that's yeah. lovely. I like yeah. that. Okay. Uh, Brian Kenny or Dan Plisak? i think brian kenny yeah yeah like, i like yeah. brian kenny I yeah. think he's really done a lot to help that network grow in in a new direction uh, for sure yeah. yeah respectable very respectable uh do you go carpet or hardwood floors <clears throat> oh boy
0: i wow i'm conflicted i'm gonna go with hardwood floors because it's easier to clean even though it doesn't trap heat as well
1: <laughs> that's okay so yeah, that's i'm gonna
0: be a little cold but i'm gonna be clean That's all good <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, and finally, uh, money or love? Oh, love! Oh, look love! One hundred percent.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, I wouldn't be a, I wouldn't be a
1: counselor if it was the other way around. That is. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're, not, you're not kidding. You're really putting your money where your mouth is. There. Uh, uh, that's true. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it. You pe- you did it. Well done. That was fun. Uh, I was like ask goofy questions that's fun because i love that baseball's a part of your life but it's not entirely
0: who you are For sure no that was a that's the best uh that's one of my favorite things i've done on a podcast so
1: so thank you yeah yeah i really (laughs) enjoyed that um you know uh boy time has just flown by i can't believe we've already been doing this for an hour um no we just hit it off so well come on don't diminish our relationship apparently yeah yeah come on uh you know any so let's just kind of talk any final thoughts anything we haven't covered anything you want to anywhere tantalizing tidbits you want to give to the public as we head into the offseason even further uh you know we didn't even really talk about the mental health aspect of the game i know that's probably an interest of yours as well oh yeah and you know covid really fucked up a lot of people and The mental health, I don't think the mental aspect of it was kind of put to the forefront enough. People said, oh, it's COVID, it's COVID, but it's the anxiety, the change in uh, habits for players. A lot of things changed in this little short season, and they weren't just because of COVID. There was much more ancillary issues around it mentally. Um, If you're
0: asking me to plug something, then... Oh, um, yes, please. No, no, no. then, Then Shane Bieber was the only pitcher... Uh, starting pitcher with four pitches with uh, a 30 plus csw on on all of them so uh, <laughs> that's uh that's all i think that's all i i want to say about that um <laughs> i don't know i don't know man i i wish i wish that people would talk more about about mental health and uh be more open about it it's very stigmatized so i appreciate oh, that about you
1: yeah thank you i appreciate that you know uh i had the ladies from cup of cubby blue on recently, and they love oh, talking yeah. about that stuff too. So there's people out there like us that want to push that. In fact, we should have you on our other show, the first day pod. We could talk just about that specifically. We'll probably do that. If you are interested. Ooh, no,
0: I'm down. That'd be fun.
1: Yeah, that'd be great. My girlfriend, Leanne and I do that show and we just talk about life, trying to get better, understand things, yada, yada, yada. So let's do that. Yay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, uh, that's good. We'll wrap up the show. We want to thank you so much, Mr. Adjo for coming on. It's been Course. a real pleasure. You're at Pitcher List, not Pitchers List, Pitcher and of yeah. uh Never Sunny in Seattle podcast. Does that yeah. get that right?
0: Yeah. And uh and look out landing. You can find my Mariners work there too. Um but yeah, man, this was fun. I mean, I don't want to I'm not going to say anything bad about podcasts I've been on cuz I don't think I've ever been on one that I didn't have a good time, but this is just so pleasant. You're such a pleasant person.
1: Thank you. And, and mean, you're another mic,
0: so You know,
1: I mean, there's plenty of us. We're overwhelming the population. Very annoying. But they're not all good. No, 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 no. no. (laughs) Uh, I think uh, what was that guy's name? Oh, there's a lot of scumbags. Anyways, you're right. Let's keep it positive. (laughs) Let's end on a positive tip. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much, man. Let's do this again soon. Uh, You know, let's do it when things start picking up in January and stuff. We'll we'll have you back on. And thank you for being here. It's been a pleasure. I'd be happy to. Yay! All right. Don't forget, it's Plaza Podcast. Two L's, two Z's on Twitter. You can email the show if you want to talk about anything you heard on it. Plazo Podcast at ProtonMail.com or on all the other social medias. It's been a lot of fun. Thanks to Mikey Ajetto. We'll talk to you guys uh, next week. Bye-bye. Rub it down tonight.